The Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 39, Seven Ways to Prepare for 2016. Oh my goodness, Session 39. I'm so excited. As the weeks go on and I record these sessions, I just get more and more excited about bringing you different things and different people to inspire you. This week, again, it's me to talk to you about a couple of different things. My name is Annette Bone, and the Dance Printering Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. Every other week, I get the privilege of bringing you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance. So I will be bringing you someone next week, and you are going to love her. And we talk dance and business and life and strategies and tactics and stories and all that kind of fun stuff. And for this week in our Step to Success segment, more momentum with music. In our Dancer's Dialect segment, hips don't lie. In our Freestyle Flow segment, tape me up. And our feature presentation, Seven Ways to Prepare for 2016. Now, I do have to preface this, that just because we're going to be talking about 2016 does not mean that we have ignored what we have set for 2015. There's still a lot of time to get a lot of things done. So here we go. Hey, I'm Tarek Quest, choreographer, dancer, and CEO of Gores, coming to you from London. You are listening to another session from the Dance Penoring Studio. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. Since I've started dancing... Naturally, I'm listening to more music, even outside of my dance classes, and I'm expanding my listening to different types of music. I listen very differently now, thanks to two of my very talented dancer friends, J.P. Goldstein and David Bagley, based on what I've learned from them in their classes. I used to only pay attention to the lyrics and maybe some of the obvious beats or melodies, which can be fun and catchy and there's, there's a ton of great songs that just focus on that. But now I'm paying more attention to the subtle things that you might not get when you first listen to a song. And I've referenced a study that was done by Applied Ergonomics, and it was in an article in lifehack.org, and it's in the show notes at annettebone.com forward slash 039. And it talked about a series of experiments that studied the relationship between background music and performance and productivity. And so they found in these experiments that background music indeed helped productivity and performance. And one of the apps that I use on a regular basis is called Focus at Will, and I've talked about it a little bit on a previous podcast session but it's one that I use regularly. It definitely helps with focus and it measures your focus. You get to put the percentage of how productive you think you are after each session. And this also has science behind it. It was developed in partnership with leading neuroscientists, Dr. Evian Gordon from brainresource.com and Dr. Stephen Sidoroff, who is a UCLA professor of psychology and ADHD expert and best-selling author, Dr. Ned Hallowell. 
And so the trials they did showed a 12 to 15 percent positive increase in focus, as well as up to 400 percent in an extended session time. So go ahead and check it out in the show notes and you can see their white paper on the studies that they've done. And you can do a free trial of focus at will. I think you'd really like it. They have different types of instrumental music, whether it's more of an up-tempo, they have ambient, they have white noise, they have a coffee shop. So it's definitely worth checking out. So three good reasons for playing music in the background, productivity, performance, and focus. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the dancer's language. I'm going to share dance terminology across different genres so you can see correlations in your life and in your business. The word for today in the dancer's dialect is Ami, which is a hula and Tahitian dance step that is the rotation of the hips. And you'll notice that the upper body is still and the lower body, the hips are going crazy with these rotations. I did Ami's a long time ago when I was about eight, when I first started dancing hula and Tahitian back in Texas. So that was quite a, quite a while ago, and I haven't done it since. But I still appreciate the art, the art very much. I love the storytelling aspect of hula and Tahitian dance. And it also reminded me of having a calm composure, even if you have feelings that are otherwise on the inside, because their body, their hips are going furiously, and then they have this calm, happy composure on top. And so it reminded me of emulating that in my business and personal dealings. Now, of course, it's not perfect. There are times when we all get kind of worked up and upset and maybe not react the best way. But I think if we can remember to approach things calmly, collectively, in a very honoring manner, both to yourself and to the other person, whether it's personal or business, I think that the uh, resolution will be that much more positive. So just as hula dancers and Tahitian dancers do this AMI step, I think we can apply the approach in our personal and our business dealings. And now anything goes with Freestyle Flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? I'm thinking about my favorite tape. No, not masking tape or scotch tape or those tapes that have funny patterns on them. (laughs) I'm thinking of KT tape. Kinesio tape. I've linked it in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 039. And this tape has been such a great aid to me in dealing with my knee, my left knee, which I've been having challenges with on and off. And so it kind of limits my movement on deep plies and jumps and things like that. It's definitely getting better, but having this tape has really helped. And you can use this on pretty much any part of your body. And there are two different kinds. Um, I've used both of them. One of them is waterproof. Both of them you can use for a multiple number of days, although I take it off and use a new set every time I'm doing a new workout. But I would recommend you check this out because it's a great support for whatever part of the body that you need extra support in. And it's lightweight because it's tape. So you have it under your clothes and, and uh, they have different colors too. They're really cute colors and designs and things. So check them out in the show notes if you need extra support for pain relief and for um, any injuries that you might be recovering from. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. 
seven ways to prepare for 2016. Yes, 2016. I know we're in October and it seems early for a lot of you, but I think the sooner you start preparing, and actually last year I started in November, I believe, and so by the time January came around, I was ready to go. And most of what I accomplished happened in January, which was very exciting for me. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact is the fact that I started planning early. Now, I have to say again that just because we're talking about 2016 in October does not mean that we've abandoned what we've set out for in 2015. There is still time to accomplish what you've set out to accomplish for this year. And so definitely focus on that. And the first tip I want to share has to do with that. And that is to do an audit of the goals you set for 2015 and reassess. What have you achieved so far? Do they need to be revised? For example, one of the goals I set for myself is to read 36 books this year. Now, that's not very, that's not a lot of books, actually. It's about three books a month. So as of the date of this recording, I am at 13. So I have a little ways to go, but I have it planned out so I can finish by the end of December. So I had to reevaluate and ask myself, okay, is this something that I think I can do? Yes, I think I can do it, but I have to plan it out. So do an audit of those goals you set and reassess. Revise if you need to. You can still accomplish even if you need to revise. Number two, take three to five minutes to imagine and meditate on what it would feel like to get to December 31st, 2015 and have all your goals that you set met and focus on those feelings you have as a person who achieved the goals that you set. What does that feel like? How do you feel about yourself? How do you feel about what you've accomplished? It's really important that you take time to imagine this. Number three, write down five positive things that have happened to you this past year that you didn't plan for. One of the things for me, which has actually happened the last two years, is just meeting some incredibly talented artists that I've learned from. It's been so enriching and it's been such a great experience for me. So that's definitely one of the positive things that has happened to me this year that I didn't plan for. Number four, set a date and time in your calendar in the next month in November, you can do it for October for the next couple weeks we have to spend some time to set your goals for 2016. And I would recommend going off site from where you normally work to do this. So if you work from home, I would say go somewhere else. If you work in an office, go somewhere else, just go somewhere different that is going to inspire you or that you can have some space and time to think. So definitely do it off-site if you can. Number five, put important dates that you already know for 2016 in your calendar, including quarterly reviews for the goals that you're going to set. That is so critical so that you can constantly measure what you are going to achieve. Number six, find an accountability partner and or join a mastermind group. This has been very critical for me in the goals that I've achieved this past year and getting coaching in different areas and being accountable not only to myself, most importantly, but to other people because what gets measured gets improved and what gets reported grows exponentially. So it's really important that you get an accountability partner, get some coaching in the different areas of your life if you can, and or join a mastermind group. There are a ton out there and you'll find one that works for you. Just take the time to find out what you gel with, um, the type of person that you're looking for to connect with, and just make sure that the parameters that are met for you that are going to best serve you and the people that you're going to be accountable to. 
Number seven, enjoy the journey and celebrate your successes, big and small. I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for the little victories that happen along the way. And I think those are just as important to celebrate as the big victories that we're going to achieve. I've linked two different articles in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 039. One is from Forbes magazine, and it talks about the importance of writing your goals down. The second one is about goal setting from theory of goal setting, and which is really not a theory because if you set goals, you're more likely to achieve them. And it was proposed by Professor Edwin Locke of the University of Maryland at College Park and Professor Gary Latham of the University of Toronto, Canada. And so they talk about how people that have difficult but attainable goals perform better than those who have less difficult goals. But I just think if you have goals, period, you're farther ahead than people that don't have goals or set goals. So take a look at these uh, different articles. They'll be very helpful to you in setting your goals and the reasoning behind goal setting. I also wanted to end with a simple framework that I shared on Facebook recently from my friend Dennis McEntee, who is a successful business coach and leadership expert and just a great guy, a great business guy. And this is what he said about mindset. And I think this is paramount to all the things that I just talked about in goal setting. Number one, all I need is within me right now. If you win the internal game, the external takes care of itself. Number two, what you do flows from who you are. There is no business growth without personal growth. Number three, I never fail. I only produce results. Keep taking action, monitor the feedback and change. You change your way to success. It doesn't matter what type of business you're involved in. Your mindset is more important than methods. Now, what are you looking forward to achieving in 2016? I would love to hear what you have in store for this exciting upcoming year. And you can go to AnnetteBone.com forward slash 039, where you'll also find the show notes to this session. And I would consider it a great honor if you would go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe, rate and review this podcast. I aim to continue improving this podcast and I would love to mention your name on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. In the meantime, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.